everyone. I hope you're having an excellent time. I did almost all my staff's annual reviews this week. There was one theme that kept coming up with a couple leaders, and then I ended up with a few conversations with politicians and a bunch of different roles. The same topic kept coming up, and that's around pacing in leadership. I think it's something that people don't consider, but it's critical to your success, and that's exactly why we're going to talk about it today. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Okay, it's late. I just got back from a big event. It was nice. Um, And I ended up talking to somebody about leadership in a different capacity than I'm used to, uh, more of a political capacity. And this individual is really committed to their community, trying to make a difference. And we ended up having a very interesting conversation that aligned with the conversation I had in two of the annual reviews this week, as well as in two conversations with other staff. And that is about pacing. I think it's something people don't understand completely and definitely something that I don't see people leverage to the degree that I think they need to leverage. So that's exactly why we're going to talk about it today. That's the beauty of this podcast is I get to pick topics that are coming up frequently and that's basically how I pick topics is is there something that was said that I feel needs further discussion or has been repeated in numerous times as I've done this several times over, is there themes that I keep seeing over and over again? And if they are, I really want to share them with this community because if it's being repeated in my life, I'm sure if you're in leadership, you've experienced the same thing. Now, let's talk about pace. If you have somebody on your team or in your community that is driven to make a significant difference in their organization, pace becomes a very, very important issue. And I'm not, I'm, I'm going to use the mountain analogy that I used in the first episode of Leading Lightly that just kind of talked about where this whole concept came from and how I leveraged it to work my way into understanding leadership better. But, um, uh, What I'm talking about is if you are striving to get somewhere, if you believe that you can get somewhere, as a leader, you're told to get out there and tell everybody that that's exactly uh, where you're going and you can do it and therefore, you know, everyone else should do it and join you and rah, rah, which is awesome, but it's not functional especially if you're leading teams in an organization. Now, here's why. If you are, I'm going to switch it to a story that I think everybody can relate to. If you're trying to achieve something that's very difficult, let's say uh, for me as a person who's taken youth on some pretty epic backcountry trips, you're trying to get uh, kids to do something they don't think they could ever do. The biggest mistake I've ever seen is defining what you're going to try and do. 
Now you can ready the mind for the emotions that they're going to experience, the challenges they're going to feel. But if you were to lay out, let's say you're doing a, I remember one day I did a 22 kilometer loop with a bunch of junior high kids. Some of them had not done the activity to the degree that they needed to, but I believed based on the first two days that they could do it. Uh, So we went for it. And had I have said, the first two days you went this far and now you're going to go this far, I don't even know if they would have been able to start the the journey, like start the ride and, uh, and, and even believe that they could get there. Uh, so what I did was I started the, and when I was learning and in leading youth, I was always like, yeah, I got to describe everything and get them all on board and be real motivational and then take them there. But what I've learned over time is that that is not effective. In, In any case, in most cases, it's actually dangerous unless people have already achieved it, trying to lay out a goal that they haven't ever achieved in their entire lives and you're going to do it this day or this week or this month, it can be too intimidating to even get started. And remember, motivation is such a small measure of success. Motivation is like the spark, but the fire is fed by fuel, which is discipline, resilience, uh, fearlessness, all these other things. And a lot of those skills you don't learn until you continue to push beyond where you think you can where you think you can get. Now, in many societies and many workplaces and many spaces that you'll experience in leadership, people aren't used to setting bold goals. They aren't used to trying to get up that mountain. They're not used to people that are outliers. They're even not used to their industry being an outlier. And I can say in the not-for-profit sector, there's very few people who are very much an outlier in their space. Most people just try and kind of fit into the crowd uh, and and move along. And that's okay. I believe that's okay if that's your role. If you want to be a manager, fit into the crowd. But if you want to be a leader, you got to be able to step out from the crowd and, and uh, move way beyond that. And this is where that line gets crossed is we're kind of taught, yeah, if you want to be a leader, you got to like... Be bold, set a set a real bold vision and, you know, describe it all and people will follow you. But here's what I see has happened in my career over and over and over again. People may be rah, rah, rah. They might agree with you, especially if you're a very good speaker. But if your vision is too big, people don't follow you. If your vision is too big, People will not follow you. They may agree with you. They may cheer when you say it, but they will not follow you. Uh, I set a very ambitious goal for uh, when I was at the university. We were on a steady decline of summer camp participation. Actually, we were on a steady decline of almost all participation. Uh, And then I stepped into these organizations. I was like, well, we have these communities to serve. We got to do all this stuff. And I started ranting about all the cool things we could do because I just came off of a pretty good high doing it in another place. And I looked around the room and realized that everyone was just freezing up. They were like, oh, crap. Like, I'm not ready for this. I can't handle this. 
that's too much. So I kind of took a step back. And then I was like, who do I need to make that commitment to so that I uphold it? But then what commitment do I need to make to my team so that they feel that they can uphold it? See the difference there? One is my accountability as a leader. Am I going to lead or am I going to follow? Am I going to just fit in? I want to lead. It's way more fun. Life is way more fun when you're uncomfortable. Uh, you can live your whole life in comfort, but it, it's an uncomfortable life. Like I, I love living a life in discomfort because that becomes comfortable. Uh, so if you go and sit there and you think about this, uh, you have to be more strategic. And this is what I've, I've ended up talking to a whole bunch of people about. If you step too far from your team, they can't follow you. That's not being a leader if people are unable to follow. What are you leading if you're stepping so far out that people can't join you? They're too scared to join you. Or you become an outlier. You become like a, a person that's, uh, you know, a martyr for whatever cause you're on. That doesn't help anybody. But if you step out to a place where people are comfortable and you leverage all the strategic and mental tools that you can that get people comfortable to come with you that one step, that is so much more powerful. And then you are a leader because people are following. Does this make sense? It's, it's such an important concept. Uh, and I find this happens in a lot of situations. Now, if you're a big ideas person, and your brain is spinning at a million miles a minute, and you got crazy ideas of amazing, you know, summits that you're going to climb with your team, and you paint that picture to the people, not what the view would look like from the top, which is your vision, but just how big that stinking mountain is and all the work that they're going to see that needs to be done to get there, they're not coming with you. So you're not a leader. Does this make sense? It's so important. Oh, I feel like I just was a broken record there, but um, it's just so important to, to realize that concept. You want a lead, but you have to be followable. Now, there are a few people with reputations so big that people will follow them now because they've led through so many different things that they are followable, even if they, you know, they're trying to climb up the mountain Everest of whatever they're leading. But that those are few and far between. Those are what the world focuses on, but it's not the way it is in most organizations. While you're leading, it's critical that you pick a pace that can be followed by the team that you are leading. And Here's the thing is trust is built up in small fragments. It's not just given once you're given a title. As you accomplish more and more and you get more achievements behind your belt, more proof that you can do what you do, more people will be quicker to follow you. But they aren't the first time. Of course, unless they're in an act of desperation, like if an organization's uh, going to get shut down or something, then, then maybe they will. But your job is to pick that pace that they can follow. And your job is to paint a picture that they think they can achieve. And here's the cool part of how this all plays out. If you kind of think of it as climbing a mountain and you can see these little false summits 
on the way up that mountain. Like, you know, you, you can see these little goals that could be measurable and people could feel like they can achieve them. Describe that as the summit to the people that are on your team. Only the people who trust you, only the people who believe in what you can do because you've done it or you truly believe you can do it are the ones you can dis- explain the summit to. But everybody else, you need to stage out that climb. You need to, you need to put different camps up, so to speak, so that people understand where you're, you're getting to. And then the beauty is once they do a few of those, each time they achieve those smaller objectives, they're getting closer to the big one that you've painted out in your head. You don't need to tell them unless like people tell those things if they don't even believe they can happen. But if you're a leader and you're going for it, you think it can happen. So you don't need to get buy-in. You just get them to the each step on the way up. But the beauty is eventually you'll be like halfway up to to two-thirds of the way up, and then you can come up with that bold goal that you knew four years earlier, three years earlier. And you say, we're going to go for this. And I remember doing that. I told two people we were going to go from, you know, 5,000 people in our summer camps to I, I looked around uh, Canada and the U.S., and I figured the best, biggest university summer camp was 9,000, 9,500 kids. And I was like, we're going for 10,000. I don't think I told anybody that that would have been the biggest that I had found, but I did once I didn't tell them that it was the biggest, but I told them that we're going to go for 10,000 when we were at like six, 7,000 and we were growing, people believed we could do more things. They started to trust the systems that we were doing. They trusted the leadership that was happening. Then you can set that bold goal and then people can go for it, but not too early. So pick a pace. Pick something that you can keep up on, something that you think your staff can handle, and that pace might be different for each and every one of them. But by doing this, life will get a lot easier and you will lead a lot lighter. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com. 